Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Today we have Dr. Jacqueline Duget. We're going to be speaking about her new course that's out. Dr. Duget is a member of the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Group and her course is entitled Speaking to Young Children About Race. Dr. Duget, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We had a few questions. I'm so excited about your new course. I'm really excited about the topic. I think it's needed. And I was just surprised when we started going through the material, there's so much to learn as far as speaking to young children about race. Can you tell me how you got into this and why this is important to you? Sorry, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak speak with you, Sharon. Well, I say it's personal for me, um, being a Black and also a pediatrician, I've had to deal with talking about race with uh, my, my children very young. They've had instances as young as, you know, preschool age where they've had interactions where, you know, someone's called them, you know, referred to them as the N-word or, you know, just dealing with friends, not knowing if I was black or white, (laughs) you know, so they had questions like, you know, are we black? Are we white? Or, you know, so, so it's personal for me in that regard, in terms of the importance of um, talking, talking about race. And then as I became a pediatrician and really, and also a public health doc, right, looking at health disparities and really trying to understand why race is always listed as a risk factor, right? So infant mortality, maternal mortality, you know, heart disease. And the question was, like, is it just solely because someone is their race, right, Black or Hispanic, that that increases their risk, right? And just doing the research, realized that no, race is not the risk factor, right? It's structural racism, it's systemic racism that creates barriers for people to have access to care. And then also learning more about um, the concept of racial socialization, right? How we, how we talk about race, how, how kids are socialized about their racial identity. And not knowing that I was doing that with, for my children, right? By the artwork that I had or what my parents were doing with me, right? We didn't have, we didn't have that terminology. So all this to say, and then learning that there are health impacts, right? To racism and that kids learn about race early. And ultimately as a, you know, as a physician, like, you know, you yourself are, you know, we're always are trying to find ways, right? What are, you know, what are the interventions that can be done, right? To help address um, disease, right? Prevent disease. And my colleague, Dr. Maria Trent refers to racism as a socially transmitted disease. So as a pediatrician, right? As a mom of color, it's like, all right, is there a way that I can help prevent the impact of racism on kids. And looking at the data, we know that kids learn about race very early, right? By the time they're six months, they can already tell the difference racially. And that's a developmental process, right? There's no judgment, but there's there's some studies that might suggest that there might be some judgment even at that young age about race, right? Um, but then by two to four, um, researchers have, have shown that kids are starting to internalize racism, right? There's a famous doll study um, that asked, I forget the name of the researchers who did the doll study, but they, sh- they asked um, kids to pick which, which doll they prefer, right? So black kids pref- you know, would, pref- would pick the white doll versus the black doll, right? And because it, it was a negative connotation to um, having a black doll. And then that, that experiment was recreated in the, in the 20th century. And then same thing, right? Kids were asked, well, that you know, in terms of a color spectrum, white to darker, darker brown colors, which kid they preferred. And most kids, even kids of color, especially black children, 
would pick the lighter shades as opposed to the darker shades. So we know that kids are being influenced by family, media, how people interact, even the books they read or they don't see themselves in the books, that it impacts them. So, so really, this, is, this really is a health issue for me. And how can I help prevent the, um, the poor outcomes that racism leads to? And again, being a pediatrician and early intervention, let's start early and have these conversations about race. So I think it was a long-winded way to, to answer your question, but that's why I'm interested in, in this topic. Really comes from the heart. So thank you for that. And I appreciate all the work you're doing. Working with you, I didn't realize as far as the health disparities and your background in public health. So this is important as well. So if we wanted to get a message out you know, as far as your course goes and, and breaking into or making changes within health disparities, what could we do to help as far as a group goes, female physician entrepreneurs? Oh, that's a, that's a big question, right? I think first and foremost, right, is acknowledging that it's racism and not race, right? Um, and those of us who are in academics or have positions where we mentor um, future doctors or future healthcare professionals, right? really underscoring that fact, right? Because unfortunately in our, in our training, and I can speak to my training, right? Um, maybe not so overtly, right? It was racial, medicine is racialized, right? So, you know, many people are so, you know, can are familiar with if their positions, right? The glomerular filtration rate, right? You know, on the labs it's reported that there's a different rate for African-Americans, which is, you know, which is interesting because Genetically, right? We know race is not is not genetically determined. So, you know, how does someone even come up with that, right? And then how many of us are taught about pain thresholds, right? Many of us may have been taught in our training that um, well, black people have a higher tolerance for pain, right? So, you know, we've got to we got to deconstruct this notion that's that's based in race, you know, and racism in our in our medical training. Um, but also as parents, right, I think we have an opportunity to, um, to talk to our kids as well, right? So we have the medical piece, right, how we can help trainees or people that, you know, other people that we're mentoring. And then also opportunities to talk with our children, you know, if, we're, if parents, we're raising kids of color, how can we affirm them? And then if we're raising, you know, if, we, if we're white parents raising white kids or, you know, how can we become better allies, right? So by teaching and understanding um, how race and racism plays a role in how, how they interact with people, um, how they treat other people, and then hoping to create, I think, you know, better humans, right? Um, healthier, happy humans. So I think those are, those are ways we can do that. And I think, you know, another way is really even checking our own biases, right? Really understanding that the way we were brought up, our interactions, or even what parents didn't say to us or, or family didn't say to us, impacts how we interact with other people, right? As physicians with our patients, right? Our unconscious bias may come out with un, un, unknowingly with our patients. Um, and then, you know, are we doing, are we really doing the best we can to, to treat our patients and meeting them where they are? And also to just, I think, modeling for our kids as well, right? If we can do the work, we can show them that it's okay. You know what? We all make mistakes, right? We need to, we need to, Think about how we can become better and be better, right? And so you model that for your kids as well. Tell us about your course. The goal is to help parents start to have the conversation. And I've said in the course introduction that 
I've been asked by many parents, like, you know, I've done talks with um, schools and parents, and, you know, the question comes up, like, how early is too early to talk about race? And I really want to bring home the fact that we need to start early as much as we want to protect our kids and not talk about it. I mean, for, for me as a Black mom, and I know many of my, my friends and family members, right, um, who are also who identify as Black, we don't have a choice to start early to have this conversation, right? Um, some of us do, right? Depends on um, your circumstances, where you know your community, where you live. But I know for myself, I had no choice in starting early, and and also knowing that you know this is not just a black issue, right? Oh, only black parents have to talk to their black kids about race and racism. You know, we know that there have been rising rates of um, AAPI hate. There's also been oh a legacy of um, discrimination um, and bias against um, indigenous indigenous peoples, right, Latinx people. So, you know, this, this is impacting everybody, but I think we need to start early and, and learning from colleagues who, especially the, with the Black Lives Matter movement, right? I think it's just been a focus on Black Lives Matter. And I think that's important and it's, a, it's, a, it's an important cause for me, but there, but there are others who also really need to talk to their kids about race and racism not only to address the issues that they may be, um, you know, they may not even be aware that their children are experiencing bias, right? And dismantling this myth of the, mo the model minority. I mean, there's so, there's so many layers to this, right? But parents need to start early and they don't have to talk all about this with their kids, right? I mean, you don't have to talk about the tough stuff, um, but even starting using books, using media. So I'm using the, the in the course, I'll take parents through how they can they can use everyday interactions. They're already watching Sesame Street. They're already watching PBS Kids with their little people, reading books. How they can use those to really help start the conversation in an age-appropriate way um, to get the get get the ball rolling to start to have these ongoing um, conversations. So there's some videos. You have some resources. What else is involved in the course? Um, so. Um, Individuals who sign up for the course will also have an opportunity to do one on, not necessarily group sessions, right? So we'll have um, monthly sessions where we can talk about um, and explore um, issues in more in depth. Like, yeah, I really want to talk about how do we diversify um, our children's libraries, right? How do how can we get more diverse books for our kids to read? One to promote childhood literacy, but it's also a great tool um, to 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 explore different worlds, places, peoples, cultures. Sounds great. Thank you so much for doing this. So tell us about your public health interest. My public health interest really started, you know, from residency, actually even before residency, because I mean, I knew going in, right, what I did know, right, as a young, you know, young budding, you know, physician, is that my experience is that 15, right, medicine has really come down to like, you know, a, a numbers crunch, right? 15 minutes, if you have 15 minutes to talk to a family about important topics. And I know that for my public health um, education, right, that there's social determinants of health, right? So there were so many times right, in training, like, oh, I'll give, you, I'll give you a prescription for your asthma medicine. But the family may not have had health insurance. They may not have been able to read the instructions that are only printed out in English, or they don't have a home, right? They, if, if I prescribed a nebulizer, what if their electricity got cut off, okay? So all these prescriptions I'm writing and I'm not really helping a family, right? Potentially I'm not, I'm, I'm giving one remedy, but there's more that needs to be done with that family. So with that, with that public health lens is looking at social determinants of health to try to figure out 
how can I help help collaborate, right? Because like you can't, no one can do it alone, right? How do you collaborate with other systems that impact this child and family? And so, and so I was I practiced a little bit and then went into to public health and sort of got that had that new gaze, right, in terms of how to really address um, health issues and health concerns and improve health outcomes. Just a different lens, right? Whereas I think just prescribing antibiotics, that's important, right? You know, we have vaccinations to help with polio, but that's even public health related too, right? How do you create those campaigns to make people aware that the vaccines are important and essential and that they're safe? And in my role in public health, you know, I had opportunities to take my child health knowledge, right, and work to create, you know, create school-based wellness centers, right? To work with school systems, to put mental health in schools, um, talk about sexual health, making um, condoms more available to kids, STI, how do I, how do you, how will you become innovative in trying to um, get kids access to their right for sexual, sexual health services? And then dealing with infant mortality, you know, trying, you know, trying to work on a community level. So that's, that's why I, I get excited. And then now trying to you know, take all these pieces, right, of who I am, you know, healthcare person, public health person, a creative person, and a mom, and just trying to figure out, like, what can I do, right, with my passions to, again, outside of that 10 to 15 minutes, how can I, how can I expand on opportunities for families and, and kids to learn more? I think you've woven yourself really good. You have so many different ideas that have all really been put together and race is so important. And like you mentioned, it all comes down to that health disparity and helping young children, but also as they get older and the differences in, in health and how it's given and, and overall health of the individual. So tell me, go looking back, would you have done anything different? Well, it's interesting. I think initially I didn't want to go to med school, right? I, I had wanted to take a, take a different route. But I don't know. I think I don't think so. I mean, I think if I really look back at it, I think they're all stepping stones, right? Creating this foundation. I think if if anything, I wish I could have done different. But again, it's lessons learned. It's not let fear so much like stand in my way. But even I think even in that those periods of um, which I call, you know, maybe like standing on the side because of fear of doing something, I was still learning, right? It's like I was learning that, you know, learning to, li to listen to those whispers, right? Or to say that, you know, you're, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do, right? Or if you don't know what, what to do, who to talk to, right? Um, and have this, have this sense of discernment to know like who might be the right person to go to, or if you don't know that's the right person to go to, then how do you, you know, how do you find, find your way back to your path, to your chosen path? With your course and everything that you're doing, there's truly nobody better than you to provide this message with everything that you've been through, with your public health experience, you're a pediatrician, you've dealt with Reese head on. So thank you again. I know I keep saying that, but I'm so happy that you're doing this and I'm looking forward to the course coming out. So going forward, I know you're really creative because we've worked together. Tell us like, what your ideas are for the future. What would you like to see a few years from now? Well, if people aren't aware, I have created a media company called What is Black. So with that media company, I want to I want to create um, well, I have a podcast and I'm working on a documentary series celebrating black children's literature. I really want to focus on creating content that uplifts and affirms black children and families. Right. Um, because I feel again, to me, it's like a racial socialization tool as well, going back to practice and evidence. 
if kids aren't able to, if kids don't see themselves represented, then that says something to them, right? And, and also a varied representation, not just a stereotypic general, generalized um, view of themselves. And I also wanna work with other creatives to produce them and, and create more, more products, books, documentaries, um, videos. So that's, that's what I see in the future. That's what I wanna do. I wanna collaborate with more people to broaden content, accessible, representative, diverse, inclusive content for children and families. Yes, DJ, I'm honored to meet you and to work with you. Thank you again. And I have, um, I have no doubt that there'll be many things ahead for you, um, but that you, you have helped so many people initially already, and you're gonna continue helping a lot more people and your media company is just going to explode. Hey guys, Sharon McLaughlin here. I am thrilled that you're listening to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. This podcast is actually a spinoff of a Facebook group that I started called Female Physician Entrepreneurs. I was burned out as a plastic surgeon and I really had no place to go. Over time, I created a Facebook group, we grew the group, we're over 7,000 strong right now, and we're all about networking and collaborating. So if you find yourself interested in learning more about business, join our Facebook group. Each week, we try to do a podcast where we make connections, we learn about each other. Most importantly, we're here to support each other. So let's listen along for this week's podcast. In today's episode, we speak to Dr. Jacqueline Duget, who describes herself as a biracial Black woman. She is also a mom, a pediatrician, a writer, a speaker, a podcaster, and a child health advocate. Dr. Duget has degrees in both pharmacy and medicine, as well as a master's in public health from John Hopkins. She has a media company called whatisblack.co. I have links to it in the show notes. And she's also coming out with a new course where she speaks about the importance of speaking to young children about racism. This is technically preschool children. So we'll get into this in this episode. What is really, what is too early? And we'll listen to Dr. Duget's response, as well as her journey throughout medicine and what she's doing now and what she has planned for the future. So let's get started. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.